Chapter Nine of War. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Carolyn. War by Pierre Lotti. Translated by Marjorie Laurie. Chapter Nine. A Little Hussar. December nineteen fourteen. His name was Max Bartou. He was one of those dearly loved only sons whose death shattered two or three lives at least, and already we had too nearly forgotten all the skill and courage on his father's part to which we owed the three years' service bill, without which all France to-day would be prostrate under the heel of the monster. To be sure, he, young Max, had done no more than all those thousands of others who have given their lives so gloriously. It is not, then, on that account that I have chosen to speak of him in a special manner. No, one of my chief reasons, no doubt, is that his parents are very dear friends of mine. But it is also for the sake of the boy himself, for whom I had a great affection. Moreover, I take a melancholy pleasure in mentioning what a charming little fellow he was. In the first place he had contrived to remain a child. Like boys of my own generation long ago, and this is very rare among those Parisians of to-day, most of whom, although this sort of thing is now being brought under control, are at eighteen insufferable little wiseacres. To remain a child, how much that implies! not freshness alone, but modesty, discernment, good sense, and clear judgment. Although he was very learned, almost beyond his years, he had contrived to remain simple, natural, devoted to hearth and home, which he seldom left for more than a few hours in the day, when he went to attend his lectures. During my flying visits to Paris, when I chanced to be dining with his parents on special days as their only guest, I used to talk to him in spite of the charming shyness he displayed, and each time I appreciated still more deeply his gentle, profound young soul. I can still see him after dinner in the familiar drawing-room, where he would linger with us for a moment before going away to finish his studies. On those occasions, unconventional though it may have been, he would lean against his mother's knee so as to be closer to her, or even lie on the rug at her feet, still playing the part of a coaxing child, teasing the while, oh, very gently to be sure, an old Siamese cat which had been the companion of his earliest years, and now growled at everyone except him. Good God, it was only yesterday, it was only last spring that this little hero— who had just fallen a victim to German shrapnel, would tumble about on the floor, playing with his friend the old growling cat. But what a transformation those three months! It is scarcely a week since I met in a lobby at general headquarters a smart and resolute blue hussar, who, after having saluted correctly, stood looking at me, not venturing to address me, but surprised that I did not speak to him. Ah, to be sure, it was young Max, whom, at first sight, I had not recognized in his new kit. A young Max of eighteen, 
greatly changed by the magic wand of the war, for he had suddenly grown into a man, and his eyes now shone with a sober joy. At last he had obtained his heart's desire. Tomorrow he was to set out for Alsace, for the firing line. "'So you have got what you wanted, my young friend,' I said to him. "'Are you pleased?' "'Oh, yes, I am pleased.' That, to be sure, was clear from his appearance, and I bade him good-bye with a smile, wishing him the luck to win that splendid medal, that most splendid of all medals, which is fastened with a yellow ribbon bordered with green. I had indeed no foreboding that I had just shaken his hand for the last time. What insinuating perseverance he had brought to bear in order that he might get to the front, for his father— though to be sure he would have made no attempt to keep him back, had a horror of doing anything to force on his destiny, and only yielded step by step, glad of heart, yet at the same time in agony at seeing his boy's splendid spirit developing so rapidly. First of all he had to let him volunteer, then, when the boy was chafing with impatience at the depots where our sons are trained for the firing line, he had to obtain permission for him to leave before his turn. The commander-in-chief, who had welcomed him with pleasure, had wished to keep him by his side, but he protested, gently but firmly, on the occasion of a visit his father paid to the general headquarters. I feel too much sheltered here, which is absurd considering the name I bear. Ought I not, on the contrary, to set an example? and with a sudden return to that childlike gaiety which he had had the exquisite grace to preserve, hidden under his soldier's uniform, he added with a smile of old days, Besides, papa, as the son of the three years' service bill, it is up to me to do at least three times as much of it as anyone else. His father, need I say, understood, understood with all his heart, understood so well that, divided between pride and distress, he asked immediately that the boy might be sent to Alsace. And he had scarcely arrived yonder, at Tann, on the day of a bombardment, when a senseless volley of German shrapnel, whence it came no one knew, without any military usefulness and simply for the pleasure of doing harm, shattered him like a thing of no account. He had no time to do thrice as much as anyone else. Alas, no. In less than a minute, that young life, so precious, so tenderly cherished, was extinguished forever. Four others, companions of his dream of glory, fell at his side, killed by the same shell, and the next day they were all committed to the care of that earth of Alsace, which had once more become French. And in his honour, poor little blue hussar, the people of Tann, who since yesterday were German no longer, desired of their own accord to make some special demonstration, because he was the son of the three years' service bill. These Alsatians, released from bondage, had the fancy to adorn his coffin with gilding, simple but charming, as if for a little prince in a fairy tale, and they carried him in their arms 
him alone, while his companions were borne along behind him on a cart. After the service in the old church, the whole assembly, at least three thousand in number, were warned that it would be exceedingly dangerous to go any farther. As the cemetery was in an exposed position, spied upon by German binoculars, the long procession ran a great risk of attracting the barbarians' shrapnel fire, for it was unlikely that they would miss such an excellent opportunity of taking life. But no one was afraid, no one stayed behind, and the little hussar was escorted by them all to the very end. And there are thousands and thousands of our sons, mown down in this manner, sons from villages or castles, who were all the hope of, all that made life worth living for, mothers, fathers, grandfathers, and grandmothers. Night and day, for eighteen years, twenty years, they had been surrounded with every care, brooded over with all tenderness. Anxious eyes had watched unremittingly their physical and moral growth. For some of them, of humbler families, heavy sacrifices had necessarily to be made, and privations endured so that their health might be assured and their minds have scope to expand, to gain knowledge of the world, to be enriched with beautiful impressions. And then, suddenly, there they are, these dear boys, prepared for life with such painstaking love. There they are, beloved young heroes, with shattered breasts or brains blown out, by order of that damnable Jack Pudding who rules in Berlin. Oh, execrations and curses upon the monster of ferocity and trickery who has unchained all this woe! May his life be greatly prolonged, so that he may at least have time to suffer greatly. And afterwards, may he still live on and remain fully conscious and lucid of intellect in the hour when he shall cross the threshold of eternity, whereupon that door, which will never again be opened, may be read, flaming in the darkness, that sentence of utmost horror. All hope abandon, ye who enter here. End of section 9